Mad statement. It's a mad statement, bro. <laughs> what they did is they. What's up, guys? Welcome back to an interesting discussion. Sometimes I'm back with the boys, and um, I forgot to wish you guys happy Earth Day. So, and I forgot to wish you happy birthday. So, um, there's that. Haran <laughs> turned twenty-two. Happy Earth Day and happy birthday, Haran. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy happy Earth Day too. You know, cause you're cause you're thick. But um, you say happy Girth Day? <laughs> oh, I didn't hear. I just I heard I, Earth again. I don't heard it, but I just ignored it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what'd you guys do for Earth Day? Fucking nothing. I'm stuck at home, bro. I know. I saw people like sitting outside. I saw one person. They set up a hammock in their backyard. That was pretty fire. I mean, I don't know what else you could do, but I shot some hoops in my driveway. But I kind of do that every day, so it's not really anything special. I put a water bottle on this recycling. Yeah, I don't know. I was just because. Have you seen those articles recently? They were like, um, the Earth is in such great shape right now because of the coronavirus, and no one's outside. There's no pollution. Yeah, I saw something. Um, so in China, when in February, when like the pandemic was in its highest force, I guess uh, they had a twenty-five percent decrease in emissions in their country, which is ridiculous. <laughs> it's not been as major for the U.S., I guess, because I saw it was only like five percent reductions for us. But I mean, it's still an improvement, I guess. I saw a picture on Complex Instagram where it showed L.A. What it did was it showed the difference in the pollution because there's a like a mountain ridge behind LA. And the difference from the two pictures is that there's like a clear smog behind the one from 2018. But the one now is you can almost perfectly see the mountains. So I thought it was pretty crazy that like in such a short amount of time, we could make such a big difference. The thing is, do you see it lasting post this pandemic whenever it ends? Absolutely not. Because what I was thinking was, especially like the manufacturing industry and all and all those economies, they're going to try even harder to like recuperate their losses and therefore higher production means higher emissions and risk back to square one, I guess. And like car sales would go up means pollution would go up. And then the cycle is back to normal. Because if you think about it, all the people that are supposed to be traveling right now are at home. So as soon as, like you said, everybody is able to leave again, they're going to try and make up for all the travel that they're unable to do. And so not just cars, but people trying to transport materials across the country with the like 18 wheelers and stuff like that. Airplane emissions are going to go up. I mean, even probably water pollution with people trying to transport things via water. There's many different forms of the way that we're not using stuff right now because we shouldn't be going anywhere. But once it all kicks back up again, I think it may actually get worse because it used to be a gradual increase in like pollution, but now it's like so far down that it's just going to shoot back up and it may cause more damage. At least that's what I think. I don't know. I was reading one thing and the person called it revenge pollution. So like people are itching to do something and then 
once the flood the floodgates are just open, like once the quarantine is lifted and it might get worse, like as Christian said. But Haran, do you think that you said that the US pollution always decreased by five percent or something like that? Do you think it's because our like stay-at-home orders aren't as strict as other places? Uh, like do you guys think it should be? I don't think it's that. I think it's more of um I don't know. I don't know much about China and its economy and the way social life is there, but I feel like there's probably more people working from home in the U.S. than than China and stuff like that. We're just we're still expending energy at home. But I, the fact that it still went down by five percent, I think it's still pretty significant because I believe in like 2008 it was only it went down by three percent during that global recession. So I mean. But at the same point, like what we were talking about before, even though these numbers suggest it's going down now, it's, it's only going to shoot back and inevitably once this is all over. Also, China just has way more people. Does anyone know the correct population? Is it is it 1.4? Is it 1.3 billion? Something like that? I don't no, know. but it's definitely over a billion, though. Yeah. And then China also does hella, hella manufacturing. So all those factories are probably shut down right now because they can't even export to the U.S., so that's probably why in the U.S. it's more of like the more of the people reducing the emissions, whereas in China it's probably more of the factories and stuff like that. Yeah, like I think U.S. is more of a service sector economy, yeah. while China's more manufacturing. Going off what you said, I think that each country has a different definition of what essential workers are too, because I feel like in China, essential workers aren't—I don't want to say important, but they're not as crucial to the economy because like you were saying the manufacturing is such a big deal but here in the united states i still know so many people that are still working because i used to work like in retail so all those workers are still working obviously the great healthcare officials the u.s called wwe essential no it was florida oh florida yeah classic florida man i hate that now there's so many protests going on um, Michigan, Florida. Um, there were some protests in Pennsylvania. Actually, no, I saw a picture about a protest in Pennsylvania where she uh, she held up a poster and it said, um, remove the stay-at-home order in Pennsylvania, but she misspelled Pennsylvania. And then also she, she at the bottom of the poster, said, we the people, like hashtag we the people. She spelled people, P-E-A-P-L-E. These are the hey, type free- of people that we're dealing with right now, bro. Hey, freedom What's of speech, bro. Freedom of speech. Nah, don't even, bro. Don't even start. I think I saw something that was saying that uh, oil prices are like at an all-time low or something, or um, or like uh, something. it went it went negative, I believe, for like a yeah, for negative. like a couple of days. Yeah. So basically, the oil companies, the ones that drill all the oil and store it and then ship it off and all that. Because nobody's buying oil right now, or like pure oil through gasoline or stuff like that, all of like the warehouses where these oil companies store their oil are getting filled up. Everybody knows about the ratio of like supply and demand and stuff like that. So when there's no demand, their supply is going to go through the roof and they're running out of space to store the oil, which is why their prices went negative because they were actually trying to pay people to get rid of these mass amounts of oil. Mm. Why did they just cut production or have they done that? I'm not sure. I think it's really hard to stop drilling uh, oil well once you start because of the pressure 
that is necessary to create the oil to come out of the ground. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just an assumption that I have. No, I mean, I think that makes sense because when they when they drill, right, they're probably paying, I don't know, 100K or more a day to have that drill up and running and like set up all together in a spot that they, they know where oil is. So if they just stopped, then they'd probably be losing more money than if they just gave it away. I'm assuming. Uh, I don't know for sure, but. I think I thought today that it's co- like the prices are coming back up slowly. So I, I think it's just like a m- small drop, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, that's probably because more of the world is opening up again. Like China is pretty much back to normal, I think, or good enough. My dad was telling me that one of his friends that he might just get some oil and store it in a swimming pool and then sell it back for <laughs> for a high price and you know, make some good some good um, profit during this break. I, I wanted to go back to the um, to the emissions thing. So, like, for cities, right, the fact that no one's driving cars and it's helping, it's basically helping reduce emissions in, like, major cities. So, I guess my question is, do you think after this pandemic, they should go back to redesigning these cities to make public transport more available so that we reduce emissions from um, cars and such that? I feel like they should. I just don't think they will. I don't think they will. No, I think too hard to just come out of this and just start like building and improving the infrastructure in place for public transportation. So I feel like they'll just make business as usual and not do what they should. I agree. I think that in principle, it's the right thing to do and it's a good idea. But if you think about New York City, for example, there's what, I don't know, 70 million people in New York City, more than that. Who, I mean, an insane amount of people. And even if you shut the public transportation down, like step by step, you're affecting so many people that's going to create so many different problems when it comes to the transportation and stuff like that. I think that it is a good idea. I just think the execution of it is not going to go well whatsoever. And I think that cities would rather spend their money elsewhere when it comes to trying to build more rather than rebuild things that they already have. So then when would it be the appropriate time to start caring for the environment? 200 years ago. <laughs> the perfect time is now, but I just feel like cities won't spend their money until they're mandated to. Yeah, they definitely won't spend it until it's the last possible second to do so, um, which is probably already passed, but it's still, it's still not as bad as it could be, I guess. So basically how we waited the last second to deal with the coronavirus as well. 100% though, exactly. <laughs> what I was going to say though is that a lot of companies now are realizing how much more easy it is to just work from home. And so all these big tech companies and stuff, they're, they're not going to require you to go into work. They might start hiring people like across the country just because they know that it still works, you know, like um, at least where I work. Um, we've been having meetings with the entire company in a sense with the CEO on, on, the, on like the video. And he's been saying that our company is, is in pretty much like tip top shape right now. Like the, the coronavirus hasn't really affected us in a financial perspective, um, which is pretty crazy to think about, but it also kind of makes sense because I mean, everything's online now, um, like zoom, all this stuff, it works well. So it's not a big deal. Do you think that this kind of experiment, I guess, opens the world to like 
automated workers and stuff like that because I think that now that all the companies realize that they don't need people on their premises and their facilities, like they can get away with so much. And if they don't have to pay people to do things on site, that they can save so much money. I think that they might have already known that or thought that, but there was never a time to implement it or try it. And so now that everyone was forced to do this, they they probably came upon the realization that, oh my God, we're, we don't need like all these retail offices and stuff. We could save so much money on like real estate. Now they're probably thinking of ways to actually implement it. At first I thought that this work from home stuff like benefits us to inside like the corporate world, but I, I think it transcends that too, because I was listening to a podcast a couple of weeks ago and this guy is in the entertainment business. He helped write community. And he was saying that like, uh, writers like getting together like they have no need to meet each other in person anymore and like even after the coronavirus and quarantine is over they will still just probably just write over zoom and meet a couple hours and it's just more efficient that way so going back to pollution um if we it's a good thing that we're reducing emissions to begin with because of course covid attacks people's lungs so if we're not if we're reducing emissions then there's less pollution and therefore more people will stay alive from that so the beneficial thing yeah but also 420 was this past week and so like you know like so many people smoked and you know that damages your lungs so you know at risk as well so i hope y'all didn't go too hard this 420 was insane right because you could 420 p.m on april 20th in april 2020 yeah three-way well it was beautiful (laughs) I heard. So you, talk, you celebrated 420, but you didn't celebrate Earth Day? Hey, man, I looked through all my old pictures of where I went to pretty places. Does that count? That's Wait, good enough. not count because weed comes from the Earth? Actually, mine was synthetic, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but no, uh, speaking of weed and getting high, <laughs> have you guys heard about the helium shortage? No. no. Please tell me, sir. <laughs> I, I listened to this NPR, I don't know, short or whatever, um, about how the Earth, or not Earth, I guess there's just like a helium shortage around the globe. But I thought the history reel was like kind of cool. Go on. Apparently, um, in the 20s or 30s, something like that, they accidentally found helium within natural gas in Kansas. And before this, no one thought that you could actually get helium on Earth. They just saw it on the sun. Um, through telescopes and stuff like that. And so this was around the time when the U.S. government was using hydrogen blimps. Hydrogen's a really light gas too, but obviously it's flammable. Um, I can't remember the name of the blimp. Do you guys remember it? The one that That's blew what up? That's I'm thinking of. Um, uh, it's like Heisenberg or some bullshit. Yeah. Like <laughs> Guten Tag? Yeah. All right. We'll just say that. Good year. Um, Good year blimp. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the government thought helium would be a really good alternative to hydrogen and so that they could make uh, blimps to drop bombs on other countries and shit. Um, And so they immediately went and mined like thousands and thousands of cubic feet worth of helium. Um, But the problem with helium is that it'll find a way to escape any hole. So what they did to... (laughs) Bad statement. It's a mad statement, bro. (laughs) What they did is they found an underground cave 
like 3,000 feet below the ground, like the sea level, whatever. And they hid all the helium down there. And whenever they needed it, they would pump it back up. But the problem is that after a while, they realized helium isn't really useful for warfare. So they kind of just had all this helium laying around and they would give it to people like for, you know, like the MRIs or for Na- to NASA for um, making rocket fuel. Um, or actually, I also saw that they used it to test suits. So they would put uh, like spacesuits, sorry. They would put helium in a spacesuit and they would know if it leaked because then the helium would come out, right? Because it finds a hole to escape from. Um, but then eventually all that stuff died down and then the U.S. government had a bunch of helium that they weren't doing anything with. And then um, private at this point, private industry took over helium and they thought they were wasting money by keeping it in the cave. So then they started selling off the helium really, really cheap. But then the private industry basically got fucked because they couldn't sell the helium at the price they needed anymore. So then the U.S. government inflated the price and all the, basically it all got fucked. It got fucked over. Now the government has some like bill in place to sell all the helium by 2021, um, which I don't know if they'll be able to do, but apparently they've been rationing it off to like different private industries. So yeah, if you zoned out during Turin's monologue, anything you need to know is just helium can escape any hole. Is what I learned. And it was the Hindenburg. I looked it up. You're an asshole, bro. <laughs> Listen, man, I didn't think it was that interesting when I started explaining it to but when I listened to NPR podcast, it was fire. Have you, have you seen the mics that they use, though? Their mics are insane. They cost like 100K. That's crazy. 100K for, for I mean, it may not be a, It may not be 100K, but it's a lot. Damn. Speaking of making 100K, it's time for the ad. Yeah, and we're back. Dude, I feel like... Dude, last year Earth Day was way more popping. Remember that song, Lil... Because yeah, you could fucking go outside, bro. Like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The Earth song by Dicky. Mm-hmm. That shit was fire. Why didn't you do a part two? Because... I don't know. He has a show now. He's working on that. I actually watched the show. It was pretty good. Yeah. It's not I, watched, I watched like half of it. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not as cringy as I thought. And Lil Dicky isn't, he isn't a bad actor. He's not a great actor, but he's not bad. He's watchable. Yeah. He just plays himself though. I mean, like, I feel like most people could play themselves. Not everybody, but most people. Yeah, that's true. But no, you're right. I feel like last year there was a lot more like interactive stuff to do for Earth Day. Um, I was looking forward this year to going to plant trees with my friend, Des, who won the uh, homecoming competition for our school. And her platform was sustainability and obviously environment and stuff like that. She was going to gather our group of study abroad students where we went to Spain and we were all going to go plant trees together this year. But unfortunately, we couldn't do that. But she still had some nice tips on how to still contribute while being locked up. That's cool, man. I'm sorry you didn't get a chance to do it. Yeah, sorry, man. Fuck trees. <laughs> yeah, you're moving on. Do you know gardening prevents brain shrinkage in adults? What source is this? The uh, onion. The onion? Do you see the onion? CNN. <laughs> Wait, but did they have any reasoning for it? Like, oh, What do you mean? Like why? Yeah, like what was this? Like what did the study? I get. I mean, they just they made did, a claim. MRIs of the brains, like before and after. Holy shit! They must have had helium. 
But, but where's like the proof that it was gardening that's the one that affected it? No idea, man. This article's too long. <laughs> <laughs> and that's on research, everyone. Yeah, everybody do your own research. Um, believe the conspiracy theories. I don't think it's gardening in general. I think it's just being active, and that's just one way to be active. That's a good message, though. Because this article title says, dance, garden, and swim your way to a better brain as you age. I, I want to share another study conducted by Stanford, where they said that forest loss could lead to more diseases like COVID in the future. And the reason being is because when we're eliminating forests, we're eliminating natural habitats of many different animals, and then we're occupying their space, so we're more open to, we're, we're closer to them, basically, than we we would be and then we would just get all these diseases doesn't that also reduce the supply of air that we get from the trees too so like what do you mean <laughs> so okay he's talking about all the forests coming down right mm-hmm. like them deforesting and shit like that so trees make air okay we're gonna we're gonna go on that base right or oxygen i guess so if all those trees are knocked down they're not making oxygen right mm-hmm. so there's less clean air for us to choose from, or there's less clean air for us to breathe. So okay. the percentage of clean air gets infected, then it's easier for people to get infected because there's less air to choose from when they breathe in. Wait, Hush, what, was, what was the study say again? The forest loss um, makes diseases like COVID more likely in the, in the future just because of how we're eliminating natural habitats so we're closer to animal-borne diseases. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with what they're saying because you are, you have a higher proximity of natural animals, but... That's specifically to animals, right? We're not talking... Can an airborne disease come out of a rainforest? It's not a rainforest, right? Rainforest? Wait, are you... Wait, are you guys both arguing... Or I guess Harsh not arguing, but you guys are both saying the same point but from different reasons, is that why? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't sure. I mean, if it doesn't make sense, let me know. But I'm just trying to put it out there. They're saying diseases that started by other animals spreading to us, right? That's what that's what this. I'm not saying said. that, like, I'm not saying that COVID, for example, because it's not an airborne disease. But other diseases that are airborne could also be affected by the forest getting knocked down because there's less there's less oxygen being produced. I get what you mean, but I think that population density would play such a bigger role in that as opposed to the amount of air that we would lose. That's true. So do you think we have less oxygen in the air because no one could plant trees on Earth Day? Because no one planted trees on one day, we have less oxygen in yeah, the air? Yeah, you think that that's a day where most people plant trees and then we didn't have that and no one's going to do it until next year? It depends what the proportion of trees that are planted on Earth Day versus all the other days. Because... If it's like 5%, I mean, it's going to be a big deal, but I don't think it's that big a deal. But if it's like 45%, then yeah, we might be fucked. That was a pretty hot discussion. So moving it over to other heat-related things, we're going to throw it over to Harsha for some global warming. To summarize, I think we're fucked. All right, well, that fucking summarizes... All right, back to to you in the studio, Christian. (laughs) (laughs) How long do you guys think till the Earth is inhabitable for us? Two weeks. (laughs) I don't know about all that. I was going to say, like, 30... Not what you want to happen, Christian, is what you think will happen. (laughs) 
I think when my kids are my age now, around then is when people are going to start being like, yeah, we got to get the fuck out of here. Because it's only getting worse at an exponential rate, right? Yeah, no one's doing anything about it. What are you going to do, Harsha? Nothing. I can't do anything. Why? Why what can't do you-, you do anything? Huh? What do you mean? Why can't you do anything? I mean, I can, I can use public transportation and stuff, but if I'm the only one, how much difference will that make? You can't look at things from just one person making an impact. You have to take into account how one person, like chain reaction, like a bunch of people together make a make a difference. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. They should make it mandated or a law or something to make but, people. Hey, but Silverline Metro shut down until like, I think this fall. There goes public transportation to work harsher. Oh, well, carpooling. Stop eating meat. I haven't eaten meat in a while. How long do you think you can go without meat? As long as I need to. But also the, uh, what's it called? The fake meat, the... Tofu? Plant-based meat? Impossible? Uh, impo- yeah, the Impossible brand, whatever. Um, they're getting mad good at recreating beef and chicken or whatever from what I've heard. Which is pretty insane. So only I bet in a few years it'll be fine. Like you could probably eat that and get away with it. It's just a little more expensive right now. That's so why people, most people aren't doing it. But once it becomes cheaper, I think it's a pretty good alternative. Recently, my parents just bought plant-based milk. So I was trying that. It's pretty good actually. Like almond milk or like? No, it's just it's made from pea plants. Oh, I heard about that, but I never tried it. That's that's fire. Maybe I'll get some. Did you go to like a organic grocery store? Like any, it had it anywhere. We had to go to Whole Foods. Dude, but yeah, once the impossible people <laughs> start um, producing uh, the fake meat at scale, it'll probably cheapen hella hella. It plays into also like the obesity rate in America too, because right, like healthy foods usually cost a lot more, so people with more money can buy them. I disagree. I don't think healthy foods are that much more expensive. I think that uh, bad foods or unhealthy foods are just advertised way more because at least from my experience, like if I, if I bought takeout for a week, it costs three, four times as expensive as if I went to go buy groceries and meal prep for the rest of the week. That's because you're also paying for labor though. Like you're paying somebody to make that food for you. You're not because labor cost is also expensive okay but but everyone's paying for it like not if you're buying the ingredients yourself food and making that them making it themselves right people are going to mcdonald's where the labor labor is included in the cost and then buying it but that's also cheaping it out a different way because they're not using real meat as well like they're using like horse meat and stuff like that i mean yeah but that's still you don't think McDonald's and all these fast food chains are com- contributing more to obesity than, I don't know, whatever unhealthy foods you can get at like supermarkets and stuff? Not nah, because people that use food stamps, you can't use food stamps at McDonald's and stuff like that. But if they had food stamps, wouldn't they just, if, if they had food stamps and they're inclined to be healthy, wouldn't they just use it on healthy foods? No, nah, because what I'm saying is the healthy, sp- the healthy foods really cost more. So you get less food for your food stamps because food stamps, is a certain allotment every month of money, mm-hmm. right? It's not like you just, it's not like a credit card where you can just spend whatever. Yeah. And you, yeah, yeah. So because most of the people that get food stamps are families, right? Mm-hmm. So 
you have to feed, say, four people and you get X amount of dollars every month. So you want to try and get as much food as possible so that everybody can still eat. When it comes to the healthy foods, I feel that eating healthier costs a lot more unless you're really willing to make a big effort. Because when you're saying meal prep for a whole week, I mean, yeah, ideally, that's what a lot of people would probably want to do. A lot of people also work two jobs, and they don't have the time to do that. And so they also have to resort to other ways of eating. So I think it's hard to just say healthy foods are cheaper, because that's not always true, because you're also paying for like, you're paying for the fertilization and also the process that goes through to make those foods healthier, if you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I agree on your point that, you know, they have to provide for a family with X amount of dollars. I think, I don't know if I'm arguing the same thing as I think we're arguing, but uh, I'm just trying to say that um, I think all these like fast food companies and all that stuff are, are, are doing way more to, I guess, accelerate obesity because it's in their interest to just sell as much as they can. And make That's it- such an oxymoron. <laughs> what? Accelerate <laughs> obesity. <laughs> I'm like the biggest loser, bro. Accelerate obesity. That should be like their slogan. That's how you continue my bit. <laughs> you guys, you know what I'm trying to say? I'm saying people like the fast food companies want you to get fat and they're advertising like their food's that good so that you buy more of their food and you get fatter. I guess my point's not really about fast food because I feel like that is going to be cheap no matter what just because they use other ways of like cutting corners. But I'm talking about like groceries and food that base a diet off of, I guess. Yeah. We kind of jumped from global warming to obesity. <laughs> um, um, yeah, we don't have that much time, so we're going to send it over to Rune for our uh, question today. Okay, so I thought of the question today. Um, basically, a friend of mine sent me a post of this um, this really big plant, and it was in a massive pot, and she asked me, oh, how much do you think? the like the whole thing weighs and I was like oh it's like 200 250 pounds because the pot probably pays weighs a lot right and so what's the smallest heaviest thing as in uh what's a better way to ask this uh like what has the biggest weight to volume ratio so highest density object I guess yeah do you guys have any guesses are we gonna have like a an answer or are we just gonna spitball? I don't know. I didn't Google it, but I can Google it right now. Let's all make a guess and then we'll Google it after. Like some type of metal, like steel, be pretty heavy. I thought I was thinking. I was thinking an element. Some, some metal alloy. Oh yeah. Uh, I was gonna say copper alloy. Copper? I don't know, bro. <laughs> Copper's bad light. Steel. All right, I'm gonna just look it up. I'm gonna say platinum. Says at the modest temperatures. No, 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 no! Don't tell us. It, it, what state of matter is it? What the? Oh, no, we're not playing twenty questions with this bullshit. <laughs> Fine. It's on the um, periodic table of elements, I think. Wait, who said platinum? I did. Christian. Hmm. Interesting. Is it right? It's close. Plutonium. <laughs> I, <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys aren't gonna get it. There's no. There's no way. Like I've. Like, I've heard of this, but I, I, ne- I would never think of it as a metal. The answer is osmium. I knew it. <laughs> oh, what? I've never heard of that before. It looks pretty high. You guys should look up a picture. How do you spell it? O-S-M-I-U-M. It's a hard, brittle, bluish-white transition metal in the platinum group. That's why I said platinum is close. So apparently, 
you can have 22 grams of it in one cubic centimeter. Wow. That's pretty heavy. Indeed. So moving on from that dense conversation. Uh Uh, Did you guys see the Travis Scott um, Fortnite concert? Whatever. Yo, I am not happy to admit this, but I did watch it. Like a run through of it after. The song, The Scots, is fucking fuego. They're dropping an album, right? Mm, yeah. That's not confirmed. Mm. I thought I thought they're oh I guess they're in like now a music group. They're a quote unquote group. Yeah. Like, that doesn't really mean anything nowadays. I thought it was alright. Yeah, I thought I was just on like the alright side. I thought Kid Cudi's part was not that great. That's what I was thinking too. I like I like Travis part. Kid Cudi was alright. I just didn't like how he did the same ad libs Travis usually did. It just sounded kind of off to me. That's all. Yeah, he didn't really sound like himself. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. But I guess he's going for something different. So I mean, fair play. What else did you guys see this week? Yesterday I saw the NFL draft and my Browns took a great offensive lineman of the next day. Your Browns. Yeah. So yeah, they took Jedrick Wills, offensive lineman of the next decade for sure. He looks like Christian if Christian was overweight, but it's kind of funny. Um, anyway, from the draft, I was really surprised that the Packers took Jordan Love, considering they have Aaron Rodgers, who's like a great quarterback and still like pretty productive. At least last year, they made it to the NFC Championship game. So I think that Rodgers should leave Green Bay and finish out his career somewhere else. You know, wait, wait, wait for the sixth round quarterback pick for the for the Patriots before we jump to that conclusion. You know, Jared stud him. Yeah, he's he's gonna pop off. Yeah, this week I uh, had the misfortune of seeing um, one of my favorite players ever, Gronkowski, unretire, come to the Patriots for a whopping forty five seconds, and then demand a trade to Tampa Bay to join my other love of my life, Tom Brady. So it was a uh, Bittersweet, but um, I think I made it through it. It's okay. I'll just be average this year, and I think I deserve that after everything. So, this past Sunday, um, I watched the Michael Jordan documentary on ESPN. Um, it's a ten-part um series, two episodes for five weeks, and I watched it with my family. It was pretty. It was pretty interesting. I think it was really well produced. They got a lot of famous NBA players to get on it, and um. I can't wait to see what next week's episode is going to be. Yeah, I watched the first episode today. I got to watch. Wait, what What day does it release on? Every, every Sunday. Sunday, but they do it late. Yeah, it's like from 9 to 11. I think it's for the West Coast, too. It's basically when the NBA Finals are, like the game times. Dude, on YouTube, I keep on getting recommended um, the Shaq clip where he cries when he talks about um, Kobe's death. And I don't know why the fuck it keeps on recommending that sad shit to me. I don't want to see it. Man, what you been watching, bro? Nothing. <laughs> I don't know. Definitely not anything basketball related. I'm not. I'm not into sports like that. But no, nah, maybe you're just seeing some sad shit, bro. I watched it. I think it was a good tribute. I mean, like throughout their careers, there was like always like the reported animosity between the two, mm-hmm. and like how after the careers ended, like they've like kind of gone past all that, and it was it was a, it was a touching tribute. In my opinion. You should watch it if you want to. No, I mean, I did watch it, like, when it came out, like, when all that stuff happened. I just don't know why it's really recommending it to me now. Oh, yeah. The YouTube algorithm is interesting, but, you know, we'll get into that in a future episode. All right. So, I think that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, 
you know, if you have any topics that you guys want us to discuss, definitely hit, hit us up on uh, at an interesting discussion on uh, Instagram. Um, We're at 100 followers now. It's insane. Appreciate all the love and support we got already just starting out. Yeah, you guys are the real ones. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. See you guys next time. Bye, Bye guys. Bye guys.